This is Russell Zawanka, author of Public Speaking for Everyone. Why would anyone want to speak in front of large audiences? Seriously, it's nerve-wracking. It's something you think about for weeks. It's something where you try to find every excuse not to do it. So why do it? Why do we put ourselves through this torture? Well, because it's exhilarating. It helps your business or your brand. It helps you communicate about something in which you have expertise. And at the end, you feel an enormous sense of accomplishment. You get the applause. You get to engage with the audience both during and after your presentation. You make lifelong connections and you learn something about yourself. You learn that stepping out of your comfort zone is a good thing. Staying in your little box does not develop you as a person. So get out there and let's get speaking. First, before we go into the tips and tidbits learned over a career of speaking in front of large audiences, let's talk about the mindset. Getting your head on straight is step one in all matters pertaining to public speaking. Why are we doing this to ourselves? We could just sit back in the back of the audience and critique the person on stage. Much more fun, right? I would suggest no. Sitting on the sideline watching is for wimps. Get out there and get up on stage. You grow as a person when you do it. Overall, in this book, I will be covering things that have made me a better speaker in public, and I'm attempting to pay it forward. Think of how much better the world could be if we all knew how to speak clearly, succinctly, and eagerly. Yes, eagerly. You should want to communicate your message. How is anyone going to know you as a person, as an expert, as a leader, if they do not understand your message? Speaking is about communicating your message. So here we go. Let's get speaking. Tip number one, attitude. Before we go anywhere, let's get that attitude on straight. You want to speak in public. 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 Okay, got that out of the way. Yes, unless you're going to knit blankets for the rest of your life and sell them online only, you will probably be asked to speak in public at some point. Embrace it. Run towards it. Give it a big hug. Your attitude will determine everything when speaking in public. Get that attitude right and everything will fall in place. In this book, we're going to assume that you have embraced the attitude that public speaking is an endeavor towards which you are drawn. It is a place you want to be. You can do this. Tip two, choose the topic. Yes, whomever asked you to speak probably should have some insight into your topic. They do not have the final say. Ask them the general topic they would like you to discuss, and then you give them the idea and outline of what you're going to discuss. They came to you and asked because you must be seen as an expert in whatever they would like to hear. That's not the case, then go ahead and admit it now. Better to say it now than have your audience let you know later. But assuming it's the case, then you drive the topic from there on out. Speaking about someone else's topic, using their agenda, using their talking points, you're going to seem disingenuous at best and like an all-out charlatan at worst. You drive the topic. Tip three, be the expert. Yes, it sounds redundant from the last tip, but take it a little further. Starting from this point, until you make the presentation, believe you are the expert. The confidence that comes from knowing that you command your topic well enough to be considered a speaking engagement level expert is something to be proud of. So be proud of it. And guess what? When you get up on stage and someone asks you a challenging question, that confidence level will help. But more on that later. 
Also, please understand, being the expert means you should have enough expertise in the field to offer both conceptual as well as applied information and action steps for your audience. Tip four, study your topic. Wait, we just decided you are the expert. Why do you have to study the topic? Because no one knows everything. From the moment you agree to the speaking engagement, start your research. You already have an idea of what you're going to say, but you need more. In fact, you need a ton more. You should have so much updated information you've studied that there is no way anyone in that room could possibly know more than you. Seriously, this is how prepared you need to be. Gather everything about the topic, trends, history, evolution, experts in the field, etc. Then add some time to accumulate information from potential audience members or the people running the conference. The audience is who you are doing this for, not you. Understanding what will help them is paramount to your success. Tip 5. Write it yourself. No matter if you're doing a straight-out talk with nothing as slides or if you are using some sort of enhancement, you write your own presentation. Nothing is worse than the person standing on stage acting like they are reading this information for the first time. You tend to look like a pompous ass who is too important, too busy to write your own material. Write it yourself. In the long run, you'll be glad you did. Think about it. In the long run, you are the expert. You should be the only one qualified to write what you're going to say. Wear that qualification with pride. Do your own work. Your audience will see you for the fascinating person that you are. Tip six, have someone fix it. Once again, am I contradicting myself? Well, no, not in this case anyway. You wrote the content and put it all together. Your mind will fill in any gaps you leave out, and you'll not even something you'll, what? Oh, see what I did there? You'll not even notice when something's missing. Someone needs to proof your work for content grammar, aesthetics, and whether or not you make sense. You can make sense to yourself sometimes, but need a bit more clarity with others. And best choice of someone whose help is the best? A person with zero knowledge of your topic. My brothers are civil engineers and professional hy hydrologists. You think I have any idea what they do all day? Nope. We bounce our writing off each other all the time. Who better to read for understanding than someone with no understanding? Tip seven. Write notes. Have a hard copy and write notes all over it. If you're presenting and have some slides, the slide should have as few words as possible and your notes should be copious. Read that one again. Slides should be simple and the background behind the slide should be complex. Same if you're solely speaking and have no slides. Have what you're going to say and have a deeper meaning in notes somewhere. When I present, I have notes in... My handouts, six slides per page, and I have notes everywhere. I study them in the morning in the car before going up. And then do I bring them up with me? Here comes the next tip. Tip eight, do not use notes. Another contradiction? Nope. I said write notes. I did not say use notes. Use your slides or written words. Add notes on your hard copy and study the heck out of all of them. The flow, the words, the segues, the obvious meanings, the hidden meanings, recent examples. But when you go to present, you will not be using notes. Notes will screw you up big time. Trust me, notes are bad. Notes are bad. Notes are bad. You lose your spot. You backtrack to see if you forgot anything. You look down to see where you are. All bad habits when trying to connect with your audience. Trust yourself. You don't need them. 
Tip 9. If you're going to use notes, please return this book. Really, if you're not going to listen. In all honesty, not having notes in front of you is something that many people would rather die than do. I'm here to tell you, you do not need to die. Remember, you are the expert in the room. Even if you only say around 60% of the things you wanted to say, no one will know. If you practice with someone, they'll know. But it'll be your own little secret. You see, the ability to flow with your ideas while maintaining eye contact with your audience is worth more than a constant reading of your notes. You've got this. You're okay. Just go do it. No crutches. You can walk. Should I repeat not using notes one more time? Okay, you probably get it by now. Tip 10. Practice. In no way am I saying to wing it. You'll look like a bumbling idiot. Practice, practice, then practice some more. The more you practice, the more it'll look like you're such a natural that you must never need to practice. As Under Armour says, it's what you do in the dark that makes you shine in the light. The best performers look cool as a cucumber and smooth as a baby's bottom. The paradox is they didn't get there by not sweating the details. They look cool, smooth, and collected because of the blood, sweat, and tears that go into making your performance one to remember. The experts sweat the small stuff and practice like they've never spoken in public their entire life. Tip 11. Have a confidant. You need real, honest feedback every step of the way. This isn't a situation where you want to gloss over actual tips on how to improve. Nobody starts out as a great speaker. It's a honed practice that improves like a fine red wine over time. Use a friend and work on this skill together. If you have no friends, enlist in Dale Carnegie course. Seriously, my time in the Dale Carnegie course was life-changing. You never looked forward to attending class, but came out energized and invigorated. Do it, whether or not you have friends. Tip 12, slides. If you're going to use slides, that's perfectly fine. I'm not suggesting you just talk. Sometimes a picture or a few key words gets your message across better. You're there to communicate a message to the audience. If one more visual helps, then you should use a visual. Just make it a picture or a few words, nothing too in-depth. If you must show data, overlay that data with an interpretation. If someone really wants to see the data, they can find you afterwards. Most just want the answer to, what are you trying to tell me? Another thing about slides, know them back and forth. Slides can make a great point or punchline to an action step or even something a bit humorous. When you have those special slides in the presentation, your delivery needs to be as practiced as a comedian. Comedians are funny because they get their timing down to an art form. Communicating effectively requires timing. Tip 13, numbers. John Laguerre, CEO of T-Mobile, famously said, I don't do public math when testifying in front of Congress. That is sage advice. First, numbers are just kind of difficult to move around on stage in front of thousands when someone asks you a question about them. Know your numbers, be the expert, but this is a situation where that audience member has had time to prepare after seeing your numbers, has probably pulled out a calculator and crunched something, and really wants to show how smart he or she is at your expense. Second, numbers tend to bore people. Unless you're at a mechanical engineer's convention, numbers are not received well at all. Summarize what the numbers say, but do not go through the numbers per se. A lesson on linear regression of the variables to show how you came to your brilliant conclusion will fall dead in the center of the room like an anvil on wild E. Coyote. Third, one caveat, if you're in a board meeting, 
you're going to have to know numbers and probably do some public math. If you don't like that, then don't take a position that will have you speaking to the board. That's just life in boardrooms. Tip 14, percents. Use percents. Yes, I can hear the mathematicians saying numbers are percents, but hear me out. You're here to connect with your audience, and you want them to be enthused by your information. If you keep that in mind, then you should always ask yourself how you can communicate your message more clearly. And a simple piece of insight, everyone understands percents. Everyone. If the percent is coming from a small base, then acknowledge that fact as you cover the percents. You're not trying to deceive with percents. You're just trying to communicate clearly. Once again, everyone understands percents. You then use them 100% of the time. Tip 15, make them laugh. Remember, as you build your presentation, you need some humor in there somewhere. It can be a purposely misconstrued, misconstrued slide. Get it? It can be something relevant to the audience that is self-deprecating. Comedians do this the best. It can be whatever you'd like. Just place a few humor breaks in your speaking. People like people that make them laugh. And when you've warmed them up with some intermittent humor, they are primed to listen to your message. Hit the hard stuff and come back with some humor later. You can do this. It'll take some practice. One caution, though. Don't ask a riddle. Or really, don't ask anything where you need an audience member to respond correctly. Do that, and guess what? Joke's on you. You'll hear crickets. We'll have to tell your own punchline, and well, just don't do it. Tip 16, have control over when you speak. If you're a keynote, then you know where you'll be speaking. Not much to change there. Also, if you're good enough to be a keynote speaker, then you could probably handle dishes being picked up, some unruliness, or pretty much anything. You need a pretty decent comfort level to command a keynote presentation. For the rest of the presentations, try to be first or last. First means you can kick off with a bang and honestly enjoy the rest of your day. Going last means you've had time to engage the crowd, watch over speakers, get to know the conference or event, and then you can add some little local tidbits into your presentation. Audiences love when you talk about them like you actually cared to get to know them. The worst time? You guessed it. After lunch. Ugh. Food needs to be digested, the body heats up, you get a little sleepy, then the lights go down for a presentation and snooze bill. If you can't help but take the after lunch spot, then know your place. You're going to have to swim uphill on this one. You can do it, but plan for it. You need to be Mr. or Mrs. Happy. Tip 17. Get to know the audience. If you are speaking at a conference, then read everything you can about that conference. If you're flying in, try to get in a day early and walk around. First, life really is about the journey. What the heck are you learning by flying in and flying back out immediately? There are cool things out there. Second, interspersing a few comments about the city or its traffic or a specific monument which makes them proud. Well, that is gold. It's like saying someone's name. The most important word in anyone's mind is their own name. Saying something about the town or the attendees is like speaking their name. And if there's a social event... Before your engagement, be there. Introduce yourself. Let people know why you're there. Thank them for inviting you and take advantage of the opportunity to understand what makes them click. Speaking engagement is about the listener, not the speaker. Remember that little tidbit. You always have the right frame of mind. Tip 18. Relate it to them. There's nothing worse than a person speaking about a topic and then clearly coming up with how it relates to the present audience on the fly. It's like, here's my presentation, and let me add a little bit about you at the end of every slide. Wrong thing to do. Don't do it. You may start with something like a template, 
but do not use the same template for every presentation. Remember, someone asks you to present, that is an honor. Treat it like that. The better customize the presentation, the more you'll be asked to either return again next year or be asked to present at a different event in the future. If it looks like all you can handle is a regurgitation of something you've already presented, you'll be seen as a one-hit wonder. Avoid that label at all costs. Solve something. Along the same lines as tip number 18, learn what keeps the audience up at night. Do a significant amount of research on the issues in that industry and try to help solve something. Unless you just have a very white voice that everyone loves to hear, you are invited to speak because you can help. We'll help them out. Even go as far as numbering the solutions or stating that this is where they should take notes. You're there to be part of the solution. Take my advice. This is the part where everyone will, will sit up and pay attention. Yes, you need to set perspective and why the solutions are what they are, but clearly communicated action steps and solutions are why people attend conferences and meetings. Tip 20, anticipate the questions. In selling, we like to say you should anticipate the objections. Similar to that, anticipate the questions. This kind of information should bubble up when you are reviewing your presentation with a neutral party, preferably using someone not intimately familiar with the topic so they can ask the layman's questions. Then once that feedback has been handed to you, work it into the presentation. Start with, and let me clarify that a bit. Like anticipating objections, once you throw them out there, you own them. And once you own them, you get to control the dialogue. Even go as far as saying you may be asking yourself. It goes a long way towards connecting with your audience when you can pause and show that you want your concepts to stick in their head. They appreciate the concern and will thank you for your openness. Tip 21. What makes you special? Yes, you're already special, which is why you've been asked to present. But what makes you special in the sense that you will be the one they talk about as they file out? What makes you special in the sense that you are the one they will remember and discuss on the flight home or the ride home? As in business, asking yourself what makes me special is a great way to incorporate unique differentiators into your speaking. You talk from the heart. You have better insight than anyone all day. You can do cartwheels on stage. Whatever it is, be memorable. And what about your title, your introduction, your insight, not provided by anyone else at the conference and unheard of before today? These are the things that make you special. You've been there. You've solved that. You've been in their shoes. You are special. Show it. Tip 22, play it loud and proud. I love music as speaking engagements begin. Music can touch your soul, hit your emotions, connect and engage you. So why don't we hear more music during presentations? People are afraid it won't be normal. Life's too short to be normal. Pick your favorite tunes, songs that mean something, choreograph them, and jam them. Go ahead, you have permission, just say doctor's orders. You attend sporting events and music is everywhere. You go shopping and hear music. You go to weddings and funerals and hear music. Music is the great connector in this world. I feel badly for people who just don't get music. Could be the greatest invention ever for mankind. Play it loud. Tip 23, envision everything. If you can visit the room ahead of time, do it. Make a point of meeting the audiovisual person and talk about how everything is going to run. Pick your spots on stage. Envision a successful presentation. Envision the crowd jumping out of their seats and crowding around you afterwards just to talk. You have to call security because they all want to talk to you. You're the Beatles. You could picture it, couldn't you? Well, why wouldn't you plan for every single presentation to knock their socks off? I'm planning to be mediocre. It's not a chant that will help you take the hill. Come on. In your mind, 
run through the intro, the magnet to get them drawn into your set, the walking from one spot to the other, the smiles, the transition between slides, the humor. Picture it all. Your mind has a unique way of making your vision into a reality. Tip 24, be the most passionate person in the room. Okay, someone asked you to speak. They said you're an expert and you can help the audience solve something. They said they wanted to hear you get excited. Don't jump all over the stage like a clown, but be to the point where every single person in the audience puts their phones down, stops glancing around, as is, and is sad when you're done. Absolutely sad it had to end. Those with the most passion are highly contagious in a good way. Be the burning sun of your idea or topic. If you're not excited, how can you ask other people to be? And similar to not taking my advice on using notes, if you're not able to get up for the presentation and be as excited as heck about your topic, why are you there? Seriously, why are you wasting your time and their time? It's okay. Just don't take the opportunity to speak publicly. Sit there in a corner drooling or knitting afghans. Tip 25, breathe. Probably the most important lesson of the book, breathe. Call it a cleansing breath. Call it a calming a technique. Call it a Lamaze. Call it whatever, but breathe. Breathe in for maybe five to eight seconds. Hold it a second and breathe out slowly. Takes your heart rate down, clears your mind, and you're ready to go. Remember, being a little uptight is good. It means you're excited to share your information. If you weren't uptight, you wouldn't be normal. The best speakers, though, know how to channel it into an awesome presentation. That's going to be you. Breathe the entire day, and especially while you are being introduced. The best time to take a nice deep breath and hit the stage. Now a little tidbit. Unless you are some incredibly fit marathoner, don't run onto the stage. Walk briskly and with energy, but don't run. I've seen it once before where the speaker ran on stage to show how full of energy he was. Unfortunately for him and the rest of us, he ran totally out of breath before speaking. Then couldn't catch his breath because, well, because he had to speak. Just a bad situation. Avoid the situation where you have to catch your breath. Please join me in the next podcast for the next 25 tips.